0: ladies and gentlemen we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the intercontinental radio news it's time for a peculiar podcast in your wildest dreams you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you hosted by pat cashman he had a fiery quality and on the stage and off the stage and he was gorgeous to look at And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool, she's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. (laughs) This is just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button, see, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. (laughs) Quiet numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Woo!
1: Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's loving time. Time, time, time.
0: Like Douglas MacArthur, we promised we would return, and we have. We are back again with another one of these very peculiar podcasts. I'm Pat, and that's Lisa over yonder. And again, she is so kind as to allow us to... uh, She's hosting our podcast. At yeah. her house, you've just about had it with this, though, right?
1: Yeah, because I have to vacuum and everything before you come over, and you—you
0: wh- you vacuumed.
1: I know. Just don't look wow. up. Don't look up. It's bad.
0: You should have that vacuum checked.
1: Yeah, so. it's. I know it's hard. I, I hate. I don't. Don't get me start complaining, but it's hard to, to keep a house when you're by yourself. I've you know what? i got to do. A, I
0: think that's just a really lousy <clears throat> excuse
1: for what. I think.
0: You could hire a number of people to come here. You could hire butlers, house cleaners. A
1: butler? Yeah. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. I would so, just so like then when that- I
0: come to your house, like on this, you be you knocking. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm here to see Lisa. Miss Foster is not accepting any visitors at this time. No, but we're supposed to do a podcast. I'm sorry, what is, what is it called? She said nothing of this to me Look, uh, first of all I know you, you're from Walla Walla What's with the accent? I'm not I'm from Walla The town you speak of is redundant
1: I would anyway, love to have a butler Do no. they even make butlers anymore? Oh, I'm Isn't sure they sp- do
0: I'm sure they, maybe they don't call them that anymore because uh, they got a bad rap, you know, from movies, because the butler's always killing people. Right. But uh, no, I think, God if you had the dough, w- wouldn't you love to have a manservant? I, well, I would love to be so busy that I have to have somebody to handle my schedule, somebody to say, "Hey, I got to go me to too. I got to go to Houston tomorrow. Get my get me booked. And take, yeah, take care of all of that. Wouldn't that be take, great? It'd be awesome. Because I don't know what I'm doing. Now you travel enough. Yeah, but
1: it's that's it's a pain. to have oh, to Book all that crap. I,
0: believe yeah. me, I know. My wife is w- is wonderful to help me many times book uh, plane flights and stuff like that if I can't get around to it. So, uh, which which kind of brings me to something that happened to me um, recently, and I couldn't wait to tell you about it because uh, you travel so much, and that and that, and so you know what you're doing. My brother is a great traveler. He travels a lot. He 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 knows the protocol. He knows how to plan for it. He knows where to go if this happens, Yeah. Or what to what to pack, what not to pack, all of that stuff. He knows. I'm a traveling man. Made a lot of stuff all over the world. And in every port, I own the heart of at least one lovely girl. I travel... Less frequently, right. So for me, it's like I have to get retrained every time. Plus, you know how it is with the uh, the, the what do you call them? The, the TSA, TSA that catches
1: my boobs all the time.
0: Yeah, their their rules are changing all the time. One time I heard, no, you don't need you can keep your belt on. you keep your shoes on. No, you got to take your shoes off. And it, it seems like they've not settled on anything yet. It keeps changing. Sometimes it changes just because they get one suspicious guy or they make one arrest and then everything has to change all over again.
1: Well, so, I did make take steps this year so that my boobs will never be touched again.
0: That's your boobs? Yes. They sure felt me up when I went through.
1: That's what I mean. My boobs will never get touched again by them.
0: And, I, why, and that is why? I
1: did the TSA pre-check. I went through the pre-check program.
0: So you, what does that mean? You have, to do it, you have to do it every time?
1: No. I filed. Oh. I filled out a
0: form. Well, my brother has done that. I went up to Everett. he was tired of them touching his boobs.
1: And I paid my 100 bucks and the hassle that all came with having to do that.
0: Why wouldn't everybody do that? That's a great idea. I didn't even know about it. Because
1: it's a hassle.
0: Well, It's a bucks. pain in
1: the butt. But what? you have to fill out for it. Because you're getting pre-screened. It's your pre-screen.
0: Yeah, but who's to and say? And you might
1: not. And they, I was worried they go, well, yeah, no, we're not going to. Pass you. We need to check your boobs every time you come through the airport.
0: Now that we get a look at your boobs. The guys we have working at TSA, they're gonna want to touch them. I mean, they don't get much. They don't get paid much. They got to get something out of the deal. So,
1: so I'm thrilled that I got that. And so now I don't have to take off my shoes. I don't have to take off my belt. I don't have to take my laptop out of my purse. I don't have to have my boobs touched. If I have my hair in a bun, do you know they make me take my hair out because they think I've got a bomb strapped into my bun?
0: I I could see that. I mean, if they're paranoid about everything else, why not that? I don't have to take
1: any. It is gonna be. such a breeze to travel this year. So I would highly recommend that even if you don't travel a lot, but you travel enough throughout the year, yeah. that it would probably be worth.
0: Well, see, that to me seems incongruous and, and weird because really? because who's to say that first of all, you wh- wh- I mean, who's going to say, lose
1: it someday and you No, know,
0: that you could lose it or you, that you could even go into this pre-screening with malevolent intent. You for all we know. Exactly. For all we know, you could be have been turned by isis i
1: do not disagree with you the whole tsa thing is a joke, I started a joke. It started the crying. and the fact that i had to go get a pre-screen for the reasons you just said is also a joke i don't care all I care about is that they're going to leave me alone.
0: Yeah, I get that. I so, get no, that.
1: I agree with you. It's not preventing anything. No, it's stupid. It prevents nothing. It's a scandal. The, the screening doesn't mean anything. I, there's probably lots of scary people walking through the pre-screens.
0: So I now know. that they're not checking your boobs or your bun anymore, they're, yeah, who's to say you don't have a bomb in there or something or you're not carrying something? Yeah, That's exactly. Nuts
1: I might get, no. Yeah, who okay,
0: knows? so 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 anyway, I have this... Uh, a speech that uh, I'm going to do in Bend, Oregon, for my, what? My hometown. It's it's I'm my brother is involved with. My brother heads up the rather large and impressive school lunch program in Bend and a neighboring town called Lapine. What they does have, that
1: mean that he heads it up? He he's, he's coordinates in, every. He's in
0: charge of the whole thing, money, and, the
1: funding, yeah. and the. Now,
0: when I was a kid, the the city limits sign said, welcome to Bend, population 10,000, something like that. Uh, Now there are 17,000 students in the Bend area. The population is in the 80s, 90s. And uh, so that's a big, it's a Mm -hmm. big bunch of kids. So he has a lot of staff, and uh, and indeed the school system has lots of staff. So my gig that I got hired for is I'm going to go and give an hour-long keynote presentation to three groups. One is the transportation people, school bus drivers, that kind of stuff. Third group are the maintenance and custodial people, everything from the people who do janitorial work at the schools to uh, the guys that ride around and sit down lawnmowers and and, and you know, mow the baseball field and all all of that, all of those people who maintain the schools and the school grounds. And then the third group is this, what they call nutrition services now. But it's really the school lunch program. But, of course...
1: I think that's funny. They have to have a sort of a sanitized name Oh, of for course,
0: it. of course. And you know that it isn't like it the was when, when I was going to school. Well, I make a good joke. Oh, I
1: know. We had the crappiest food ever. I
0: make a joke out of nutrition. I said, I... I said we don't even know what that word meant when we were in school. Now that I look at the word I'm sure not still not sure what it is. I can see the word nut in there and writ <laughs> right. which I think is some sort of a thing you color clothes with uh, but other than that I have no idea what you what you people do. So they got to concern themselves now with uh, <clears throat> everything from fat free GMO-free, gluten-free, gluten free, gluten free, dairy-free, free, nut-free, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of joke material there because they all think it's absurd, too. But it's the, it's the world we live in now, so they have to comply. All the world So this is so I'm going to give effectively the same presentation. I did it up on uh, what's called PowerPoint or in in the case of uh, uh, Apple it's called Keynote. And so I put all these slides together and I I embed bi- videos on onto it. So uh so I put some of the almost live and uh some of the videos I've made through the year that I think are fun aspects. Of, there's one silly one about the art of communication there's another silly one about um, me getting fired from a radio job and looking for other kinds of work and and so they're all kind of part and parcel of this discussion about career and uh, and loving your job and feeling appreciated in your job and all that that stuff and there's a lot of humor in it but i also make some uh, serious points there's some statistical information in it and then i and then it's at the end I try to make it inspirational as well so um but I early on I, I make it clear that I'm not a uh, motivational speaker and I don't even know what that is and and so if you want to be motivated you better the first thing you could do is walk out of here cuz you're not going to get a raw raw speech from me but it it's good and it goes over well and it's fine okay but I've gone way ahead way downstream from what actually happened here so yeah so I get, I get ready. It's a big day. I got to get to the airport. I'm going to fly. I'm going to fly. I was going to drive and take my wife and our dogs with us down to Ben. And we were going to stay for a week. Turns out, I had a bunch of other stuff to do. So I decide kind of at the last minute I'm going to fly instead of drive. So my it's wife, a
1: nice quick flight too. It's pretty
0: well. I've got to take this money out of my stipend uh, out of what I'm going to make for this keynote. So it's not. It's not the greatest arrangement in the world, but it's what I gotta do. So so I booked the flight and all of that and I and I and you know, my whole presentation is on my laptop, uh which uh, you know, the PowerPoint and all of that stuff. And I've been working on this thing for weeks, Lisa. I mm-hmm. want it to be I want it I want my brother to be proud of it. I want it to kill. It'd just be fantastic everybody's wetting their pants. It's the greatest thing. They've taken my brother on a ticker tape parade <laughs> and he's the greatest thing ever. So I, um, so I really work on this thing and I work on it and work on it and work on it. And Then, and even to the last moment I decided I'm really not ready thoroughly. I want to keep rehearsing it. When I get, to bend I'll spend the night and I do this presentation in the morning so even in the nighttime, I'll keep on drilling myself with it so when I get there in the morning I'm going to be just as sharp as a tack and man is this thing going to go over like gangbusters so I get get my car parked I go to one of those parking places where you know you, you park and it's cheaper than parking at the airport even though I'm going to only be gone about 24 hours I figure I'm going to save a few bucks so I get to the airport and here we go to TSA. I've got my carry-on bag. I think I've got a garment bag, and I've got a uh, uh, this this black bag right here Uh-oh. with my laptop in it, and all of that sort of stuff, and my notes and and all that. So I go through TSA. Everything goes well. There's a guy that in TSA that you know says, "Hey, I've seen you on TV. I like that show." And so I start talking with him a little bit. And I've taken my laptop out and my stuff, my shoes and my coat and all this stuff. But I get distracted a little bit talking to this guy. And then we go through and then I'm putting all my stuff back together. And I sit back and I put my shoes back on and this and that. And I do that. And then I get down to the plane and then, uh, oh, it's at a different gate than I thought. So I go to the gate. But I get on the plane and we're flying, flying, flying. We're there and I landed the flight takes 45 minutes
1: yeah it's, it's a super it, quick flight yeah,
0: super quick even though if it by car it would take you seven or eight or nine hours <laughs> and so I get there and I d- drive down and I'm gonna stay at this place it's about 11 miles from Bend and I'm gonna set up there I'm taking my time I'm gonna get there I'm gonna get the old go through the old PowerPoint program and Make sure everything is great. I check with the technical guy. Did you bring your dongle with you so you can hook up your laptop to the big screen? Yeah, I got all that. I got all the technical stuff. So I kind of been dinking around. Hey, I'm going to go to the store and buy my wife a present. Yeah, that's what I'll do. So I go and I buy her a present always. And then I. Find, what time is
1: it now? So you've got T minus how long before? Is this the oh, day before?
0: It's probably late afternoon.
1: Oh, and the thing is, at night.
0: Yeah, the thing's the next morning. Oh, the thing's the next morning. So okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna got work it. on it. It's oh, ready. Yeah. I'm ready to go. It's. I work on so it.
1: Go buy Patty a present. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because she you couldn't come. With, yeah. She couldn't come with me on the trip when she was planning to originally. Okay. So finally, I, I get there. I like, already know what you're saying. Yeah, you say. know where I'm going. I get on the phone with her and said, "I oh, so I, you're gonna say, I'm gonna. I'd love to talk to you further, honey, but I gotta get going because I gotta get the laptop out." And said, "Huh? Oh, where's the laptop? Maybe I took it out already. Maybe it's sitting around the room here some." Well, long story short, I had left the laptop at TSA. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. That just, that actually physically hurts me.
0: It's the worst nightmare. And it's like this thing like, this is a dream I'm having. This is a dream. This isn't really happening. And I am just...
1: I bet you came apart.
0: I did. I did come apart because, I mean, my whole, my whole I I thought... I'm going to have to go, and I'm just going to have to speak for an hour. Tracking. And try to remember some of it, but I won't have any of the visuals. I won't have any of the videos I was going to play. It will not be what they paid for, and it's going to be a catastrophe. And I, and I am 380 miles away, and it's late afternoon, and it's Sunday. So I get on the phone, and you you cannot get a hold of any human being. At SeaTac. At SeaTac, at TSA, No, nobody. Nobody. No, you can't call an airline. You can't do anything. Mm -mm. On Sunday, probably any other day of the week either, but especially Sunday. And I know, because I just went through TSA, there are scores of people there. I know they're there, but I can't. Get a hold of anybody. There's no way I can reach anybody.
1: Did you try the Port Authority?
0: I tried everything. Yeah, because every,
1: they sort of have... We
0: are open a 9 to 5, five Monday, Monday through yep. Friday. Please try or leave a message. Yeah, we a message you'll hear Monday morning when it's right. far too late. Why does the sun go shining? So I, I just... I mean, I, my, my wife's trying to call different people. I'm trying to call different people. We're getting nowhere. And then my brother, I think, wait a minute, my brother Mike, he flies all the time. He might, he might, what with this happen to him? He would know what to do. So I call Mike up and he says, uh, you know what? I, you flew Horizon, which is uh, associated with Alaska Airlines, right? Right. Let me try. Because I'm a member of their uh, whatever it is v i p club or whatever like that, and i can you know i know i know I have a whole bunch of phone numbers I might be able to get through. It takes him four calls, but he finally gets a hold of somebody who who at Alaska who picks up the phone and says, "Okay, yeah, i hang on then she has to try it takes a long time, but finally they said we found his laptop." We've got it. And I. And by the way, wow. I had left my boarding pass with my laptop, so I had to go get a new one of those, never associating the fact that I might have left my laptop with it because I assumed I had my laptop. It's wow. Stu- it's all stupid. So Mike gets a hold of this woman who then, out uh, of the kindness of the Alaska woman's heart, walks this laptop down to the TSA desk where a woman named Susan – Now has it. Susan, the boys around the village square are courting Susan. They're even wishing they could be supporting Susan. But every night in the pale moonlight, it's Susan refusing to settle down or cuddle up Susan. But Susan
1: doesn't have a phone that you could have freaking called her in the first place. No, apparently not. Right, okay. But Mike
0: then gets... Susan's phone number, so he talks to my, my brother Mike, and she says, I have it here, and she's and, and Mike said, Mike, and Mike lives, you know, up beyond Everett. He tells me, he said, I'm, I'll drive down the airport, and I'll go get it, and I'll we'll get it on, onto a plane. So we yeah. can get it to you tonight. You might not get it until midnight, but you'll get it.
1: Yeah, get it, because there's little commuter flights all the time.
0: Yeah. So that seems like a reasonable thing to do. That'll we'll get work. Or the next flight. So he goes all the way, drives all the way down there. Susan, I talked to her on the phone. She says, you have to identify your brother. What is he wearing? What does he look like? She wants to make sure yeah. that this is legit. This is really right. my laptop. And who am I? And what, le, what's on the front of your right. laptop? And right. I said, well, there's a picture of a dog on there. What kind of dog? It's a, it's a Springer Spaniel. That's right. Blah, blah, blah. So, she, so Mike drives all the way there and gets, gets parking. And then he goes to the airport, and he gets in there, and he goes to Susan, and she gives him the laptop, and then he takes the laptop, and I'm on the phone with him all the time. So, okay, now, now, Mike, now you're, so now you're going to go to Alaska Airlines, and you're going to get this. You're going to buy a
1: ticket for the for the, the laptop, <laughs> get a seat for the laptop. And
0: what we were told on the phone by an Alaskan agent, well, no, they'll just put it on the plane for you because you already had bought tickets. Right. Well, you can tell where this is going.
1: Oh no. No,
0: we can't do that. You're we, kidding it, it has, me. If it was two pounds or less we could probably put it on but we can't we can't uh, put it on the plane so the only way we you could get it on the plane <laughs> is if you sir my brother mike would buy a ticket and fly oh my fly
1: god i was joking
0: so i had n- you were kidding That's I had what they no, said. i had no choice i had to buy him you a had ticket. to
1: buy a seat for your laptop
0: I had to buy a ticket for him to fly to me with the laptop.
1: Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's you must only feel we, like a whole huge ass by this, now. It's the
0: only way we could figure out to pull it off. Oh, and so he flew all God. the way there, stayed the night with me. And uh, so I spent, I don't. Were you uh, crying
1: by the time he got there? Oh, God.
0: So then I had, before, I probably. spend the whole night and then I, I so I, I get it now it's I don't know eleven o'clock at night and I have to be at the school the next day. For the presentation at seven in the morning. So my brother Mike finally goes to bed. And I sit up, it's eleven o'clock, and I go through the whole presentation. I've never actually gone through it, and it turns out it's forty-five minutes, and it's supposed to be an hour. So I go. <laughs> damn it so I think of another I gotta video stretch.
1: I got a stretch I do have
0: another video or two I can put in it so I embed those that takes a long time and then I write some other material and now it's an hour and 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 guess what else it also is it is now six in the morning I did I stayed up all night all friggin night to do it so I oh look my God. I looked like a complete train wreck uh, when I but I have no choice I, I so I throw water on my face take a quick shower and then I go and I do these presentations. And, and it's, it's something... Uh, you
1: are better than me. I would not have there, stayed up till 6 in the
0: morning. I had to. I It wasn't going to be ready. I, I, I was ready... There is
1: nothing in this world that I would say I had to. I, I would have just winged it and hoped for the best.
0: Well, I, that was an option too. But I wasn't not going to give the speech.
1: Well, that's what I mean. I would have given it but just had... Just hoped I could have Aww. stretched it and... I live now by the. It's good enough. That's good enough.
0: And and there was the the thing with my other brother, who's the food service guy. Yes, I
1: I know you wanted to. Make and a good
0: and then by that time, my brother Mike had gone to all the trouble, and so I thought, "Well, gee, I'm going to still do this. I'm going to do it the best I can." So, it's, and, and it went great. It, the, the The end of the story is that it actually went great, and I was Phew. I was lively, I was great, I was on point, I remembered everything, it was great. And, and but as soon as it's over, I just fall apart. I just I just Aww. fell asleep. I felt I almost fell asleep. And so i'm going I'm leaving for the day and I'm going to go catch the plane and go back home and there's a little commuter airport not far from the town of Bend I'm driving to that airport and and suddenly i I just look around and I go, "Where the hell am i and i've taken I've just went the wrong way and i'm heading <laughs> I'm heading south when I should be going north or vice whatever i I was on my way who knows where because hmm. I just was so rummy i had no business being behind the wheel now i get on the plane finally and i fall asleep and my wife is talking to me on the phone and she said you sounded like you were drunk I said well, you sound yeah. like you were That's really the drunk.
1: danger you shouldn't have been driving if you were that tired Ugh, say that
0: so anyway i thought i'd tell you the story so you no matter what happens to you on travels at least you've got a lot more going on than i do upstairs and and <laughs> i learned I, I hope i learned a lot of lessons from that
1: yeah well i'm just
0: but it just but i guess my bottom line is you can pull you can pull stuff out of the fire you just don't give up and if you got at least one or two people that you can count on to to help you uh save the day then don't don't say it's not gonna happen it can't work it still can Mm -hmm. you just have to start thinking creatively and and maybe take it into the shorts financially, too. To God, I
1: can't even want to ask. Yeah. I don't even want to ask what that ran. Well, yet. a
0: ticket's going to cost 500 bucks.
1: Well, and especially yeah. when it's last minute like yeah, that. I know. Um, and then
0: I was already in 500 bucks on yeah. my ticket, so I made about, I'd say, $53 on the deal. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We're in the money. But at that point, the money doesn't matter. I want—I've I, got to right. get this done. This right. has to happen. It's a
1: commitment you made. You—you yeah. exactly. you, you need to show up. You need to do the work. Yeah, yeah I get it.
0: What a dork! I get it. Yeah, what a dork. Real dork. I'm surprised
1: though, too, that they didn't.
0: Well, that, chase
1: you down. I mean, a laptop's a pretty big. And you must have been at the in gate. the old days they if would chase you down if you're. Yeah, they do. They'll the boarding chase pass
0: you. was right there. Yeah, yeah. They could have. They could have, you know. I thought, later, "What couldn't they have gone?" Attention! They person. usually do. I hear They're that. An,
1: yeah, I hear that nothing. announcement all the time.
0: So it just is very maddening. And and then and then we were told one thing on the phone. No, no, no. They they can just put it on the next flight, and it'll be no problem. Right. And And what hacks? And I don't know if you've dealt with travel agents or uh, not travel agents, but air plane people. And one of them admitted to us one time. He said, "You know, every single person you talk to." at an airline has the discretion to do it any way they yep. want there's that's not right. one rule that applies Of course. and so what we were told by some person who didn't actually have to do any mm-hmm. of it uh, was quite different when you actually dealt with the person oh, who could either put your laptop on or not
1: not uncommon in any corporation you work for and I you, watch. It's all about talking to the right person. Yeah. All about talking to the right person. And
0: when I'm standing there, you know, it, it, uh, the flight I got back had to land in Portland before it went on to Seattle. I'm watching these people go up to this, to the people, and you've seen it a million times. You're probably one of the people. You're up there. I saw this woman, probably 65, 70 years old, that came running up, and I thought she was going to have a heart attack. She was breathing so hard, she was sweating profusely. And she'd run from somewhere to make this flight that they just told her, I'm sorry, uh, you, you weren't here on time. We gave your tickets to someone else. And, and, and mm. for her trying to work this woman behind the counter who uh, just wouldn't. I mean, to me, okay, you, you, you don't have a ticket. That, this woman behind the counter had no, no magical wand she could she could wave the ticket was gone. Right. But the way she handled it, I wanted to clobber her. Mm-hmm. There's a way you can tell people bad news. Mm-hmm. You can say, you know what? I can't get you on this flight. I'm really, really sorry, but here's what I can do. And then tell her what you can do. Yeah. Don't just put Some your hand of those,
1: out. Uh, most of those ticket people are uh, complete asses. They really I, are. It's very, not all it's of them. almost, not, not all of them, but most of them. And, and, you know, I'll probably, I'll say probably because they deal with people, day in and day out who are, are more difficult. obnoxious mm-hmm. than they are yeah probably i know, I know.
0: but god
1: just but i agree i hate talking to the ticket people i hate it not the check-in people not the people that you put your bag in those people are nice
0: usually they are yeah, yeah. very pleasant have a great trip yeah Thank that's you. right where yeah. are
1: you headed to okay it's the people once you get past security you've got to go deal with the flight delay or a cancellation or an overbooking or a whatever and they just feel like you are just scum scum and you're you're, you're
0: <sighs> yeah oh, okay yeah. we've been down that road before but i'm telling you i have lost more money this year i doing
1: I, doing a job
0: <laughs> yeah I, I i booked a i booked a trip uh oh, earlier man. through we talked about uh, my experience with orbits, I think it was, or
1: that's right. You told me that, and you couldn't get out of it, and
0: I couldn't get my money back. Yeah, and I still haven't got my money, and it was a lot of money. I
1: think Expedia, I
0: found, they they beat Expedia. That's yeah. right. and they just beat me down. It just couldn't get anywhere, and it's again the thing where you cannot get an answer from somebody because you can't talk to a stinking human, right? You know, you're talking to uh, voicemail. Ah, I will one say if this: you're really Let's, pissed off.
1: We're we're bitching about these people and not getting your money i was pleasantly surprised um by um island adventures which is a whale watching um outfit in everett and i decided i wanted to go whale watching for my birthday in july and i went uh with several of my uh favorite girls my nieces and my neighbor
0: all of you are into (laughs) blowholes yeah, Okay. I guess. Got a whale of a tail to tell you, lads. A whale of a tail or two about the flapping fish and the girls I've loved on nights like this with the moon above. A whale of a tail and it's all true, I swear by my tattoo. You know, it just like a weird thing, thing to say. Well, I, I didn't invent whales. <laughs> they, 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 Somebody <laughs> else made them and they have blowholes. What can I tell you? <laughs> I wouldn't have located it there, by the way, if I... So, i was on the design committee
1: so uh we booked my niece couldn't uh, my we booked tickets are not cheap they're like you know 80 89 dollars a person and with How all, long are you out it's a um six hours i think from oh. so 9 a.m and i think you get back around two
0: and do they have the uh, the hoary old promise that they'll guarantee yeah. you'll see whales
1: yeah if you don't then you get to come back even if it's a little oh, if crappy. Or if you do see
0: whales, you don't get to come back?
1: No, you can't come back for
0: free. Oh, you that, don't well, see that's, you f- left a for free part off. You just said you can't come back if you don't see whales.
1: <laughs> for free. Okay. So, anyway, we bought a ticket. So, that- so part
0: of you said, man, I hope I see whales. And part of you said, man, I hope I don't see whales.
1: That's right. Then yeah. I get to come back. So we bought a ticket. They're expensive. One of our party couldn't. What
0: if it's a guy in a whale suit, just so they don't have to make any refunds?
1: That actually would be pretty smart. <laughs> we didn't say it had to be a real whale.
0: We don't want to own up to it that it's a guy in a suit. You want to make it look pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, so you go out. I'm sorry to interrupt. You. Go so ahead.
1: So we bought a ticket, and um, collectively with six, one, two, three, four, five, we had like seven people, so... And we got discounts and all that stuff, AAA discounts. It still ended up being around $500. Whew.
0: You and get a meal? You get a meal out of the deal, don't you? No. They don't feed you?
1: No. What a... Really? No. I mean, they have food on board. But
0: that's what I mean. They
1: have a... You know, you can buy... Oh,
0: that's a rip. When you go on those snorkeling trips like in Hawaii and places like yeah. that, Mexico, that's part of the deal. You, yeah. They give you a little picnic. And oh, maybe that's you, nice. You know, they have what they call the booze cruise. And yeah. you get beer and wine and stuff like that. You didn't get any of that. Well,
1: how many is on a, in a snorkeling um, expedition?
0: Oh, I don't know. A couple thousand maybe <laughs> on these little trimorans. That's
1: a lot. There, I mean, there's a lot of people on this ship. They can't be yeah, serving right. up well, lunch. I'm talking about more Feed like yourself. the little. I'm talking about the
0: little trimoran things where you're, you know, you're sitting on there in your swimming suit and. And it's all, yeah. you know. In the case of Mexico, it's Mexican guys. Here, sing out. You want any other cerveza? Yeah. I've had five already. Keep drinking another one. Then we'll jump in the water and you'll swim around for a while. Well, that so sounds we like we brought a, good a big,
1: idea. big cooler f- and we made all the sandwiches and stuff we wanted. So they
0: let you bring what you want. Oh yeah, you okay. can bring your food. Okay.
1: So one of our party couldn't make it. It was a last minute thing. She was sick, couldn't make it. And I'm thinking, oh god, there's ninety something dollars down the drain. They were the nicest people. I went in, we checked in the next morning, and I said, there's, you know, only six of us. And she said, how many are party? She goes, oh, you so you have reservations for seven, and it's paid for. She goes, well, we'll just refund your money back to your card. It's a miracle, miracle a true
0: blue a miracle come true.
1: And I was a- absolutely stunned. I went, just, just like that? None of this, you bought it, too bad, you have to pay for it, no refund for you. So there's a story about a very nice... Yeah, you know what, when we, I wish all businesses did that, because they didn't lose anything.
0: My wife always has this thing, like when she gets a really nice service or somebody really great on the phone, she tries to make sure that, that their superior hears about her or some sort of testimony is given, a letter is written about them. Which I think is nice, but, but you know, it's it's in a way, it's sort of sad that we have to point out people that are doing their job right. Uh, well. Because well, it wasn't her such, doing... It wasn't it's this, so much the exception.
1: It wasn't her doing her job well. It's just this company's policy was it doesn't matter if you're canceling one minute before you get on the boat. You're going to get your money back.
0: Well, that's nice.
1: Most people have a 24-hour, you know, even dentists. If you don't show up, you know, if you cancel... You've got to give us 24 hours notice. It's like, why? Yeah, that's a I bunch might of not. Crap. I might be throwing up two hours before my appointment.
0: Well, it's so they can fill so that, that, that gonna... appointment with somebody else. Because if there's nobody there, then they've lost money, and they want to hold you i don't know that's new stuff the old days didn't but that's didn't the point that. about the
1: whale boat they could have sold that seat or that slot and they didn't they're like you know those things happen here's your 90 dollars back and i just was really impressed by that
0: by their by, the, by their being reasonable right yeah well, why uh, my point is why should that impress us but it unfortunately right. does in these in these times you got something there Okay, well, we'll get to that in a minute. But let let me quickly <laughs> I'm go dying through. To talk about this. I want. I, I love it when people take the time to uh, email us uh, through our website, PeculiarPodcast.com, dot com. And, and uh, by gosh, people don't take us up on it, and if they do, well then by cracky, I'm gonna gonna read their, the emails. That
1: they in, took in, the time in, to send, and hope that
0: that might encourage more of this stuff.
1: Yeah, we'd love to hear what's on your mind. Yeah, and
0: so, so I'm going to go through kind of fast here, but one that really tickled me was from a guy named Darren Reynolds that we used to work with way back in Como Radio days, and even ages be- ago. Even before that, I think I first knew him at Cairo FM, mm-hmm. which is, later became the Buzz.
1: So this was probably close to fifteen, fourteen, fifteen years ago.
0: Yeah, maybe that. And he always he well he never worked on the air, but he was always. Like a, on the producing side yeah. and stuff like that.
1: Very funny. He would always hang out in the uh, in the control booth with Mike Murphy. We used to have a lot of fun with Darren.
0: And anyway, he now apparently lives. In, well, he does. He lives in New York. And he said, "I just found your podcast, and I'm laughing all the way home on the fr- on the on the train each day. So I'm, great! I'm that guy on the New York subway <laughs> laughing out loud for no apparent reason." So and and if you listen to our podcast, you're right. There is no apparent reason to laugh at it. But now he has, has got a gig as and uh, the assignment editor at ABC News in New York.
1: Yeah, he's different. so
0: that's great. Yeah, Jane. good it was for you. Really good to see that email. Nice to see talent float to the top like that too. Got this one from Rich. Got uh, Rich. Uh, I, I, again, I can never remember whether Goff. Goff, thank you. God, I'm just. I gotta. I'm I don't even have to look at it. G O U G H. Yes, Goff. And I can't. I always want to say Guff, like the word tough.
1: Is a U in there? Yes. Oh, oh, there is. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Anyway, he says it's great that you're back doing peculiar podcast again because we, you know, stop and start on this thing. He said, that lawnmower noise was annoying, but you should hear where I live on Capitol Hill. For 25 years, I've had a view of a parking lot. Last year, they started building a 10-story building 15 feet from my window. All day long, hammers, saws, nail guns. The view out my window will soon be a blank wall or somebody else's window. Thank goodness watching TV with headphones can drown most of us out. That would be really annoying. All in all, it's just a the brick in the wall. But he does say this. I'm glad you found other things to talk about besides body functions.
1: What? Yeah. Do we talk about that a lot?
0: I guess. No, I'm we sorry. don't. Yeah, I'm
1: sorry. Oh, you know what? We did yeah. I, the last, the last episode. I'm think... not
0: going to like the way we wrap this episode e- either up. Well,
1: brother. this doesn't have anything to do with body functions. Was he really. specific about it being a function? Yeah, he said
0: function. Okay, yeah, then yeah. we're safe. And I think that's a, that's a good call. We could try to stop doing that.
1: We we don't have to make him happy necessarily. Well, I know, but it is part of life. Other people like it when we talk about that Like I
0: said, either on this podcast or one of the earlier ones, it is something that happens several times a day unless you're really sick. That's right. And uh, so it's part of life. It's just that it's ignored when you see it on TV. You don't see people in soap operas saying, You know what? Hang on a minute, Larry. I know you're trying to break up with me, but I've got to go tinkle. I'll be right back. Never happens. Right. Here's another one. This this is extraordinary. Uh, this uh, listener said uh, that he, uh, Darren. Darren is his name. He is submitting our podcast. To the people who put the Peabody Awards together. Hello again,
1: Peabody and Chairman here. Here it is, Mr. Peabody!
0: I know, I saw this. He's written uh, an online uh, appeal and he said it's, this is a program of integrity, intelligence, and humor. Uh, about us? And, and to appeal to the Peabody people, he even wrote humor with a U. Oh, uh, good two idea. You know, humor.
1: Good idea. Uh,
0: several of the episodes are very emotional, heartfelt, yet always engaging without stepping into the maudlin. There's vitality within these episodes. Oh, this is good. Wow, I love it. We should this. hire him to do our marketing. I, I,
1: we really
0: <laughs> he said it encompasses the human experience, and it almost never talks about body function. <laughs> I, I, I made that part up. <laughs> Anyway, and then he uh, then he gives them a, the uh, link to two episodes, so we may be getting so wait, the Peabody.
1: So, so what is the Peabody? That's how dumb I am. Is well, it's it? A,
0: it's a, an award for, for broadcast. Oh, it, for broadcast. I think it's broadcast specifically for TV and radio. It's very prestigious.
1: Do they have a podcast category? They're not
0: going to give a Peabody to you know the Kardashians. I mean, they're going to give a Peabody to distinguish. It's a very nice accolade. Yeah. If we win that baby, we're going to be strutting around. Like uh, nobody's business.
1: <laughs> Sniffing and hitching.
0: Here's Gwendolyn Thomas in Amsterdam. Hi, I'm Rick Steves. I'm trying to find my hotel somewhere in the back canals of Amsterdam. She said, I'm sorry I said you sent you such a measly co- contribution, but I just found your podcast. And she says some. W- She's very sweet because
1: I do remember her contribution was just. And it, you know what, Gwendolyn? So it really was lousy. It was so lousy, Gwendolyn. <laughs> it was so sweet though that you even <laughs> took the time to send it to us.
0: Said she started listening when she was seventeen, sitting in her car outside Everett Community to, College. To the show. Mm-hmm. She said, "I put off classes until the last minute." Oh, so to I the could, radio show. Could listen to you guys as I much as it, possible. Got yeah. It, got it. And uh anyway that's just that's so great. sweet. And then she said she came to a taping of Almost Live, blah blah blah. I went to Seattle Pacific University. It's very nice. She said unfortunately there's no upside down pineapple cake boxes over here in Amsterdam? in Amsterdam. Really? Yeah. So I don't know what we can <clears throat> tell her to do as an as an alternate, maybe
1: I don't think she's looking in the right Maybe spot. Turn I think up I some think
0: wooden shoes upside down or something. I don't know.
1: She could turn all the lilies, yeah, upside down. All I don't the, know
0: on the windmills, and uh, so anyway, there's that. And then um, and then Eric uh, Sigmund said, "I've enjoyed your podcast." He said, "I appreciate uh, Lisa's efforts to expound on the intent of her horn honks." You talked to one. The episodes about how you honk the horn. Yeah, and and you were saying, yeah,
1: what is the intent? And I said, for me, it's just, it's just like a hey. Yeah. Just like it's not, it's not. You were saying that it was an fu or it was some sort of. It
0: could be interpreted that way. No,
1: I never. But I don't honk my horn as that. I'm just like a hey.
0: He said, I just wanted to make you both aware that there are many nuanced inflections of hay that could be derived from your horn honks and are well depicted here. And then he sent us uh, a link, which, uh, you know, it. I won't bother to give you on the podcast, but it's out there. And he writes us from Mount Vernon, so thank you. And then from Peggy, thanks you for the podcast. I listen to you at night while I'm slathering on my various emollients and ungen like, ungenents. Ungen- that's a great in word. my ongoing battle against gravity. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Very cute. And then um, and then Peter finally says, "I was listening to your podcast. You were talking about how woodpeckers will bang away." on uh, the noisiest object. Sometimes we see podcasts or we hear woodpeckers pounding on like stovepipes and stuff and thinking, what are you thinking, man? Yeah. And uh, they're not thinking, of course. But Peter says, uh, I feel compelled to share what I've learned about this. Uh, you, it's the male northern flicker. That's what you're hearing. And every spring they clang their beak against the noisiest object so they can attract A mate. Oh,
1: I thought they were just stupid. I thought they were trying to find bugs in there. I really did think I had the stupidest woodpecker in the neighborhood.
0: Apparently, they're trying to get laid. (laughs) The exposure and shine of the tin cap on your chimney. (laughs) entices the flicker to investigate its percussion qualities. So
1: it's it's the equivalent of an ape beating his chest sort of a thing. Very good. Why do men have to do that sort of big, loud, I'm going to bang on a tin thing, I'm going to beat my chest, I'm going to get the loudest motorcycle there is, that whole guy...
0: Why do peacocks fan out? Why... That's what I'm saying. Why do duck uh, mallards... uh, Why is the male the one with all the colorful feathers? What makes the elephant charge his tusk in the misty mist or the dusky dusk? What makes the muskrat guard his musk? It's it's for the reason I said earlier. Just,
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, that's good. You know... I don't know what worms do. I guess they're hermaphrodites. Lucky them. Yeah. Okay, so to close... Uh, this is an extraordinary story. I only know the headline, but you go ahead and read the story. Well, uh, where did you he, find it, first of all? Oh, it's from the Huffington Post. Yeah, okay. this
1: came out this summer. This summer was great. This summer had so many interesting stories that I cut out and saved and wanted and to I'm chat glad with you, you did about.
0: And this story, by the way... Uh, ironically, perhaps would be the word, was written by a man named Ron Dicker. Mm -hmm. All right, go ahead.
1: So most people, well, I'm not going to read the story, but I'm just going to tell you. Why not? Well, because. Then I'll read it. Most people, or most men, say that, you know, not being well endowed is making me miserable. Um, You mean
0: not having a lot of money?
1: Not having a lot of guy parts. Or How many not do you it. need? One, but sometimes they feel like it's not adequate.
0: So they've got... And they uh, did,
1: they've done studies on what's adequate and so not adequate. So they've got a
0: smart car instead of a Cadillac.
1: Exactly. Okay. And so, you know, they, they just it doesn't make them feel, you know, so they make up for it. Now, maybe those are the guys that are beating their chests and, and doing all of that. <clears throat> rarely Fault, do you come... That would be ac-
0: false advertising.
1: Rarely do you come across a man who says the exact opposite. But there That's is true. there is a mec- guy in Mexico who says that the size of his manhood mm-hmm. is actually destroying his life.
0: That it's too small?
1: No. Um, no, it's not too small. That it is too big. Do you want to know how big it is?
0: Yes. <clears throat> yes, I would.
1: If you... So 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 so. Just to just start with inches and see if you can kind of okay, kind of guess. So all right, you know, seven inches is pretty respectable, right? Six yeah. inches is
0: yeah, it's probably six it's inches than is probably. Five inches. I think I read that. I, I believe that. The I believe average, I read that two inches is 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 above average. Is legal? That's yes. the
1: legal limit.
0: <laughs> yes, I believe in the this, foster two, house. Two inches is considered. <laughs> massive is what i've read so and i'm not going to get specific but let's just say uh two inches yeah i'm way way beyond that just without you know sounding like i'm blowing my own horn here
1: yeah do you seriously think that 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 would destroy your life well two inches would probably destroy your life
0: well you can have your life destroyed if you ever saw a porn film I mean these guys, these guys look like elephants on here. I'm thinking, oh my goodness sakes, wow. So I would say, <laughs> I
1: want to know what porn films you're watching. Oh, I
0: watch them all the time, as you <laughs> as you know. Uh, you no, don't think those are? But I fake? Would say, You don't I would not think those say, are fake. You well, know- maybe they are. I don't know. I, I and I don't I don't see them, so I don't know. But I would say, uh, anecdotally that uh, that I I've heard people go, wow. Really? Nine inches? Ooh, wow. Yeah. You would
1: think that. So do you think that he's this guy is saying, um, my enormous manhood Mm -hmm. is destroying my life. Yeah, it is nine inches long and it's just wrecking everything in my life. M- women are afraid of me. I can't even work. Yeah. Do you think nine inches is what's causing his...
0: That's That'd be pretty good. Yeah. No, it's
1: not nine. It's bigger than that.
0: This guy, you mean?
1: The Mexican guy that okay. says his penis is destroying his life.
0: So is he going 10?
1: Keep going. He huh. is in double digits.
0: Okay, so 11? No. A foot long?
1: No. Just jump ahead. Don't do this inch by inch. Jump ahead.
0: Uh, two feet.
1: Less. Two feet.
0: <laughs> you said a jump. <laughs>
1: well, you went from eleven inches to two feet. Can't you take more smaller increments? Okay, I don't the... know. Just nineteen inches. Who dreamed the impossible dream? Oh,
0: that's not long.
1: Nineteen inches. Oh, that's Here. not long. Do you know how long that no, is? No, that's not long. Nineteen inches.
0: Of course, inches once again, I'm talking from an experience.
1: If you measured from your knee to the floor, what? that's yeah. about 19 inches.
0: Yeah. That doesn't seem that long to me. I remember. Well, I remember. Did you. you ever see the movie, Everything You Wanted to Know About Sex, the Woody Allen movie?
1: Oh, no. That was an older one, though. Yeah. It, 70s. It, it,
0: it's really weird. 80s. It, it's a bunch of different stories all in, right. all in exactly. one. Uh, but one part of it, I remember clearly, It um, the actor... Uh, what was his name? Uh, uh Carradine. Uh, David. Uh, no, uh, the the father, uh, John Carradine. Very distinguished actor. You've seen him in a million things. A lot of horror movies and things like that. We've well, playing the part of a mad scientist in this movie, and Woody Allen's character says, uh, uh, "Doctor, I." Uh, I, I was uh, reading your new book, and uh, I couldn't help notice that in the book you said uh, that you believe that the average length uh, of a man's penis is, is, uh, should be 18 inches. Yes, that's correct. It's, it's, doesn't that seem a little long? And he goes, long? This is it's funny to me. It's, it's like, he's it's like, isn't yours?
1: Alright, so this guy's 52 <clears throat> years old, All right. Uh, lives in Mexico. Uh, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want him. He's probably getting enough phone calls as it is. But he told a Mexican newspaper that he wants to be considered disabled um, because this big thing of his apparently is creating problems with his ability to work. To walk? To work, to walk, yes. So he has to live on assistance. find pants? Work for, scavenge for food. And apparently his social life is like... You know, he's probably like this really nice guy. And then, yeah. you know, you go, you know, you have a few dates. And I don't know what date number you would do it on. But I'm pretty easy. So I'd be like, yes, on three. I'd okay. be like, yes, on three. You, but
0: you, you would think that up until uh, that, so be like, that night that you wouldn't have noticed something?
1: Wait, well, maybe he's wearing really baggy pants.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Right? Okay. Don't- sure. Like the, a track suit Maybe he's been wearing a track suit this whole time Yeah, that's,
0: that's plausible
1: <laughs> So, <laughs> apparently um, 20, 48.2 centimeters um, Oh god, I don't even want to talk about How big around it is You know what, I can't do this anymore um, Anyway, so the picture Is a picture apparently That's, he had to provide uh, m- Medical, like like Serious medical imaging That this is indeed his yeah. thing Uh, And they were, you know, being, uh, there's a video and everything. I didn't actually look at the video. I'm going to now, though. Um, So he says, you know what, barring that, if I can't be told that I'm disabled and get assistance that way, if nothing else, then I want to absolutely at least be recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records. (laughs) So I hope they give him that. Uh, but apparently there's no category for world's biggest
0: And then you know a guy's gonna come along with a 20.
1: Exactly exactly to reach. The unreachable. Star.